2: Big debate last night. Kind of boring. I wasn't really that enamored with it. Were you? Mm, No. I mean, it was okay. It was, you know, there were some interesting highlights, I guess. Yeah, I thought so. Some fun one-liners. Trump was a little more conciliatory than I think I've ever seen him. Well, for sure than I've ever seen him.
0: Yeah, it was kind of a different Trump. It was a different Trump. If I could, we were talking about this a little bit earlier off the air. Uh, one of the issues I think that I had with the debate was the one-topic nature. Yeah,
2: I don't, I not like that. I don't. Because then all the answers are the same, and we yeah. we know how every single one of those guys feels about ISIS. Okay, you want them dead? I get it. I know. How many times can you say it? We're gonna, we're gonna protect America. I they're not gonna get into our country, and we're gonna kill them. Yeah. I, okay. Can we move on to something else then? Yeah, right. Can we, there can was we, no
0: disagreement. I mean, there was no there was, disagreement. Like there, there was a gr- disagreement on things like you know NSA spying. Yeah, um, but they didn't they, really get into that. much. They didn't really get into that that much. A little bit with Rubio and Cruz. Uh, a little bit on immigration, but as only as it related to terrorism. Really, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of a. It wasn't a great one. No. I, I, I will say I, I thought CNN did a fine job. Like I didn't. I didn't see huge problems with the moderators, um, which is sometimes the discussion after it.
2: Yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> They're irritating. I I thought there were some irritating questions. Here's what I hated the most. The dumbass Facebook questions. From, you know, little socialists. You know they are. And they're... uh, If CNN is going to do a Republican debate... Choose from a pool of conservatives who may vote for one of these guys. Mm-hmm. You want to do this in, in the general election? Whatever. Yeah. This is not the general election. Choose from Republicans. These kids they got on these Facebook things, you can tell by their attitude and the question. They're not conservatives. They're not yeah, Republicans. Like one of them was, um, if, if God says yeah. we're supposed to take care of people, how oh, can you be against my immigration policy? Shut up. All right. That's, uh, uh, come on. Silly. Silly, uh, ridiculous, and how do you choose that question? Right. Well, that's because CNN has an agenda. That's how they do it. Yeah, though that's I didn't how they mean, do it.
0: And you're right about that. There was a couple things that were kind of annoying, irritating. but overall, it didn't. It didn't seem like you know. It's one of those things where all the calls weren't necessarily good, but the rest didn't steal the game either yeah. way. It was, yeah. it was, you know.
2: And uh, I don't know. I thought uh, I thought Hewitt was a little more irritating than Wolf was. Wolf asked more reasonable
0: questions, I think, than Hewitt. Now, in Hewitt, the beginning, Hewitt is interesting, um, um, and his role is interesting. He's he's kind of cut out an interesting little niche. Hugh Hewitt, we're talking about. He's a talk show host uh, who uh, does a show for Salem, Radio Network, right? Um, and he's you know he's on a bunch of stations across the country, and and mm-hmm. and he's conservative, um, and but he's kind of cur- carved out this like uh, role as the. Conservative, I don't know, like voice of reason or something in these debates where, like, he's mm-hmm. the guy who you go with, the, he takes, and gives you the hard questions, the detail oriented yeah, questions. I'm going to give you the progressive question. Yeah. Well, okay, I guess you can, but yeah. why? Yeah, I, I thought what one thing is, I think, is interesting in what he's doing, and I swear he's doing this intentionally is he's, this is the second time he's caught Trump and having absolutely no idea what he's talking about. That was about. kind of fun. That's the second time. It's he did it on his show as well yeah. with that one general um, uh, from uh, you know a few months back, um, and and Trump didn't know who it was. And there was that really awkward exchange where, like, Trump was trying to BS an answer and then was asking Hugh Hewitt who it was. And, and then this one, it, it was the same. This one, he just tried to BS the answer and never mm-hmm. even really attempted to... To get to what the question was. And then Marco Rubio had to come in like a dad and say, um, here, let me explain what he's talking about. Without directing it at
2: Trump. He didn't direct it at Trump. A lot of people may not know what triad is. I mean, that was... I don't know why.
0: That was too nice. I don't
2: know why you let him off the hook like yeah,
0: that. I think you're right. I, Wouldn't have done that for Cruz. I'll bet you that. Oh, no, no, no. Would not have done that for Cruz. I mean, is it possible he didn't know that Trump didn't know what it was? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he was just trying to kind of point out, hey, this guy doesn't know what this is. And I I think he's actually right in the idea, the way he presented it, which was, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people in the audience don't know what it is. But, But again, Hugh Hewitt knows that, too. And he asked the question without going into lots Mm -hmm. of detail, though he did kind of outline it in the question. He didn't go into tons of of detail. A lot of people, you know, this, 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 uh, you know, this is a lot of times summarized as the nuclear triad. Which would you be like? He didn't do it like that. He was like, so what do you think about the nuclear triad?
2: (laughs) Which is more important. How would you answer that? I mean, they're all important.
0: I but this is why I think prioritize. This is why I think he's doing it intentionally. And by the way, the I appreciate Triad. It. I'm not. This is not a criticism of Hugh Hewitt at all. I th- I like what he's doing. Yeah. Um. Because he's asking in a gentle way and trying to see what the level of actual knowledge is from Donald Trump. And I think he knows the not le- the the level is low. So <laughs> he asks it that way. Like it, you're right. Like that's not the type of question that does. Uh, that necessarily makes me, it's not vital. Like, oh, well, it has to be only submarines, obviously, Hugh. Uh, (laughs) Submarines are the priority. Like, you know, almost any answer you give there is fine. Right? Like, you know, it's it's airplanes. Uh, Airplanes. You know what? we got to update
2: the B-52s. We've had those since World War II. That's too long.
0: I like to look at Uh, it as a 30-30-40 plan, 30% airplanes, 30% (laughs) submarines, 40% silos, Hugh. (laughs) Any answer is fine, right? Yeah. But it's just like, you just have to know what it is. Yeah. Or even a generic answer, like, you know what?
2: They're all equally important. Right. I mean, all three are equally important. Anything when you know what the question is, is fine. But Trump had no idea what the question was. Anybody with the question?
0: and like so why would you ask that if any answer is fine why do you ask that question you 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 must know somehow that he doesn't know what the nuclear trial or you suspect or you suspect you suspect and and you want to see him you know what here's a moment because that is going to happen to donald trump a thousand times in the general election he is going to be constantly faced with things like that that he has no idea what they are And he's going to fumble through answers, and these the moderators in the general election are not going to let him off the hook like that. Mm -hmm. They're not going to. uh, Hillary Clinton's not going to say, "Well, just to explain Donald uh, what the triad is to the audience, because they might not understand." Even though I know you really do, but they might not understand. That's not going to happen uh, with Hillary Clinton or a general um, election moderator. They are going Mm -hmm. to sit there and let him squirm and squirm Mm -hmm. and squirm. When he tries to figure out what he's talking about, and that is not going to do well for him. He's already losing in every general election matchup, for the most part. There's a couple that he's doing okay in, but most of them he's losing in, and you know, and it's just gonna, it's not gonna help
2: him. By the way, there was a genuine surprise last night, and that is uh, time of possession, which is such an important stat in football. Who had the most uh, time
0: of possession?
2: It's uh, you don't think it's important at all?
0: No. Time of possession? I'm on the Chip the Kelly uh, of uh, Bad Just yeah, score so. quick and move on. Yeah, because, like, I mean, this is totally off topic, but yeah, really what, what does time of possession mean? Right? Time of you possession is, is, you, is you have, when you have a longer time of possession and you're right. running the same amount of plays, what that is, is you're giving the other side, the other defense, more time to rest. They're resting in between plays. You're the also time, resting time your defense. But well, not, well, not necessarily, because you're playing the same amount of plays.
2: Actually, their de- defense is working harder. Your defense is it, 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 so if That's my the offense, theory. yeah, if my offense has 30 minutes of time possession, and the other side, I guess, it would be like 40 minutes to 20. Right. Uh, then my offen- then my defense is rested twice as long as theirs, right? Because right. their defense is on the field twice as long, so. That's Their defense the theory is, there, that it, it's right. an important Their defense
0: staff. is running play after play after play without resting. So yes. that's why they get caught on these long plays. Again, right. this is the theory. It certainly works Possibly. in college. It's questionable whether it's <laughs> working in the pros or not. But anyway. Uh, but that's the theory. And anyway, yeah. so, but it does matter in debates. Uh, time of possession. It Maybe does. How much time do you get to speak in these debates? And for the first time, Ted Cruz
2: spoke the most mm. last night. 16 minutes, 27 seconds, according to Politico. Uh, Trump was second with 13 minutes and 33 seconds. So he was... Yeah. Almost three minutes more in uh, in time than than was uh, Trump. It felt like Cruz spoke a lot in that one for some reason, and I guess he actually it did. did. Yeah. It it felt like, and it, and he had that one bad moment I think where he interrupted and just kept going. and And uh, uh, Wolf tried to shut him up, tried to go to Hugh Hewitt. Uh, Ted kept going, <laughs> kept going. He really wanted to make the point. I don't know was that important to really make the point you yeah. should have just stopped and because people don't I I think people like what they like the least is when these guys whine or mm. interrupt and keep going yeah, and Carson be rude. Carson had one of those last, I want to start with complaining I haven't been spoken Bad. to in a long time nobody likes that Furina did it last night <sighs> Carson did it last night that that just makes you look lame And and I think uh, everybody's fed up with
0: that. They don't want to hear it. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. That's probably the worst thing. Going over, it's it's tough because I think part of the thing that. People wind up reacting to in debates is someone who just takes control of the stage, doesn't whine about not having control. Yeah, just just does it. just goes most of your time. But when you're gonna run over and you're going to like walk through a moderator, you better have a really good point you're going to. Yeah. And sometimes I find, and it's not just Cruz, it's everybody. They'll go, no, 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 I gotta finish this. And America's good. <laughs> you're like, All yeah, right? You didn't need to interrupt that. to say America's good. We no. know it's good. Right?
2: Yeah. It's stupid. Mm. It's stupid. Uh, Anyway, here was an exchange between Rubio and Cruz last night on immigration.
0: As far as Ted's record, I'm always puzzled by his attack on this issue. I mean, Ted, you support legalizing people who are in this country illegally. No. Ted Cruz supported a 500% increase in the number of H-1B visas,
1: the guest workers that are allowed into this country, and Ted supports doubling the not number the of green thing. cards. So Again, I think it, what's important same. for us to understand is there is a way forward on this issue that we Tell can bring to. our country together on.
0: Slap and in. I'm president, I will Backhanded. do
1: it. I understand that Marco wants to raise confusion. It is not accurate, what he just said, that I supported legalization in Indeed, I led the fight against his legalization and amnesty bill. And, and, you know, there there was one commentator that put it this way, that that for Marco to suggest our record's the same, it is like suggesting the fireman and the arsonist have the same record because they're both at the scene of the fire. Does Ted
0: Cruz rule out ever legalizing people that are in this country illegally now? Senator Cruz?
1: I have never supported legalization. Do you rule it out? I have never supported legalization, and I do not intend to support legalization. Okay, so uh, there are a
2: lot of people apparently this morning who are having a hard time with that. Uh, I have never supported legal, legalization, and I do not intend to support legalization. Yeah, You know, are we going to nitpick that? But the guy has been so good. Yeah. He has fulfilled so many prom all of his promises, as far as I can tell. Are, are we really going to nitpick whether he said intend because he may change his mind? I mean...
0: I'm not going to get all carried away about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I... Didn't necessarily, didn't necessarily. It didn't necessarily bother, bother me. me. One of the reasons it doesn't bother me is because his record is so good. Yeah. I think if I if it was a candidate like Rubio who's shown over the years to have a proclivity to lean towards amnesty, Rubio would not deny that he still does. Right. And I think yeah, that's true. Um, so. Uh, so, but like it, it gives you a hint of like, wait a minute, is this guy soft on this issue? I've seen no sign of that in any other place. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, per se, uh, there is some a quote from Ted Cruz that's going around after this. Um, Because he's saying he's never supported it. This is a quote from Ted Cruz from From 2013. 2013. Um, He he said, uh, said, uh, I would uh, urge everyone on this committee to roll up our sleeves and fix the problem in a humane way that secures the border, gets serious about fixing the problem, expands legal immigration, and that does not unfairly treat legal immigrants by removing a path to citizenship does not unfairly treat legal immigrants by removing a path to citizen, citizenship, but allowing, as this legislation does, a legal status for those who are here illegally. That would be reform uh, that a great many people across this country, both Republican and Democrat, would embrace, and I would urge the committee to consider the amendment. So, I mean, it mm. does sound like he got, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, looking at that, it does seem like at least at one point he... he mm. Uh, gave a break for legal status. Now, that's different than citizenship. Um, And that, you know, legal status is like, you know, you can work here, a worker's permit, uh, you know, a temporary worker's visa, something like that. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean you can vote or any of those things. But that, I mean... It seems like there's some basis. Now PolitiFact mm-hmm. looked into this, um, and PolitiFact usually would be the type of person that would, uh, type of organization that would completely, the most negative would possible thing for it. Ted Cruz. They wrote, uh, Rubio said Cruz is a uh, pr- supporter of legalizing people who are in this country illegally, proposed giving them mm-hmm. uh, work permits. To the contrary, we found no sign of Cruz proposing to give work permits to immigrants living here without legal permission, and no record of Cruz explicitly saying he favored giving such residents legal status. Wow. Uh, so I mean I'm not sure exactly where that stands. It could be mm-hmm. that Cruz in this quote is talking about the general um bill and just highlighting a part that Democrats would agree it, on we'll or have whatever to get him on yeah. and talk to him about that. I think that's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. But I mean Cruz's record overall on the on the topic is really solid. So mm-hmm. it 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 does make me tend to lean to give him the benefit of the doubt, and this is people say, "Well, why he's you never, never give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt? That's because no, his he record's has not, terrible. Has not earned yeah, it, right? You have Ted to earn Cruz those things. Has yeah, Cruz generally has. So yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at him with and, and try to understand where he's going, and 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 believe him when he says that. Yeah. However, you know, if you st- start having a bad record, you lose that privilege a little bit. I, th- I think so. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think so. All right, 888-727-BECK. Uh, we've got much more on this debate we'll get to coming up
0: here. Ah, and we also have to talk to you about buying Christmas presents because that's uh, always fun. Man Crates is here. Uh, eight to, shopping
2: uh, days. Eight, is it really? Eight shopping days. Jeez, left you, better,
0: uh, you better go to mancrates.com right now. What are you doing? Why have you wasted all this time? Stupid. Do you have a, <laughs> a guy in your life, your dad, your brother? Uh, if you happen to have a husband, that would be another good target for this. Um, and man crates comes, it's, it's a unique gift comes like this. They're going to be wow, this. What is this? It comes with a, uh, um, a, uh, a crowbar makes you, you open the gift and then you have all sorts of, uh, personalized gifts inside for whatever the guy in your like, uh, life likes. Um, for example, this one is the, uh, this one has this really cool, uh, NFL barware. Now this unfortunately is the Dallas Cowboys, which is why I have the real one right here. This is, this is America's team. Okay. Right here. You seeing that? Philadelphia football eagles. Oh, yeah. But there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, If they like football, they've got you taken care of. Mini uh, keg crate, which is really cool. The uh, hunting crate, a whiskey connoisseur crate, retro video game crate, sriracha crate. I mean, you know, people are getting into that. The Moscow mule crate, one of my favorites right now. And uh, this, this very cool crate here that, you, that we've been showing you. Each crate show, uh, ships with the crowbar. Prying them open is really fun, and it's fun to see people struggle through it. You should see Jeffy attempt it. It's hilarious. Go to mancrates.com slash blaze for 10% off your order. That's mancrates.com slash blaze. Only eight days of shopping left, and you've got to get this thing shipped to you. So do it now, mancrates.com slash blaze.
1: This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply.
2: 888-727-BEC, 888-727-BECK, beck beck is Pat and Stu, uh talking about the debate last night. Trump and uh, Bush got into it again. I get the impression I was watching the debate with my uh, 18-year-old son, and he was like, he'd seen Bush respond to Trump a few times, and he's seen it on the debates before, and he said, wow, Bush really hates Trump, doesn't he? Like, yes, yes, I think he does. Uh, oh, yeah. I think he despises He might guys. dislike him more than me. I think so. Uh, I, I think uh, because he's
0: more directly involved with him <laughs> than yeah. you are. Well, uh, he, he's also uh, sunk his nine-figure political operation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I would probably yeah.
2: piss me off, too. Yeah, probably would. Uh, so anyway, here's a little bit of the back and forth between Trump and Bush last time.
3: I watched the first debate, and the first long number of questions were, Mr. Trump said this, Mr. Trump said that, Mr. Trump... These poor guys. Although I must tell you, Santorum, good guy, Governor Huckabee, good guy. They were very nice, and I respect them greatly. But I thought it was very unfair that virtually the entire early portion of the debate was trump this, trump that, in order to get ratings. But Mr. I guess. It's CNN, get ratings, it, Mr. I trump, it's not CNN. Mr. Trump, I was I just on CNN, CNN last <laughs> <night> <laughs> unpro- Excuse me. You. I think it's very unprofessional. But it, but it wasn't. It wasn't CNN. It was me. I watched well, you last night for okay, 16 I minutes. Watch, I think it's, it's very not unprofessional. It's not CNN. All it's right. America's watching you. Okay, fine. It's America's watching you. So I was,
1: I, was, I was mentioned, so I can bring up something, I think, right? Look, the simple fact is, if you think this is tough and you're
0: not being treated this fairly... this isn't tough at
1: Imagine what it's you, going to be like I dealing wish with Putin, it was as or dealing easy with as President
2: you, or dealing with the, the Islamic terrorism oh, that yeah. exists. This is a tough business oh, to
3: and, run for oh, president. Oh, no, you're a tough guy, Jeb. And,
1: and we need to have a leader that is real <laughs> tough. You're never going to be president of the United you're States tough, by insulting yep, yeah? your way to well, the presidency. Well, let's see, I'm at
3: 42 and you're at 3, so Doesn't so matter. far I'm doing better. Doesn't matter. So far I'm doing better. You know, you started... Here, wow. You're moving over further and further. Pretty soon you're going to be off the end. This like,
1: doesn't doesn't <laughs> That's
0: what you can't oh, do against Donald Trump. That's what can. he does well. I mean, that was a good exchange. It was for a great Trump. exchange yeah. for him. He's good at that. That's that's what he does. you don't go and try to do a reality show against Donald Trump because Holy that's cow. what he's good at. That's a, like he's much, much better to ask him about a nuclear triad. Right. 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 Than to try to bring him down that way. Yeah. Um, show but, who he is. Yeah. Don't
2: get into a back and forth with him like that. Because yeah. when you're saying when you're when you're going after Trump like that and he, and he says I'm at 40 because he's not a, he's not shy about doing that. No, I'm at 42 and you're at three. So I must be doing pretty well. I mean, there's That's no defense of that. That's no. devastating. You just look like a you look like a punk. You do.
0: Uh, and pretty soon you're going to be being shoved so far pretty soon you're going to be off the stage. That's brilliant. That's great. And, and while there was certainly an <laughs> ego element in the way what Donald Trump was saying, I actually didn't think he was trying to bash Jeb Bush or anybody else when he was saying that. Uh, no. I think what he was saying is like, all right, every question doesn't have to be what I... Uh, think about something. You should ask these guys about what they think. And I think that was fake, but Donald Trump trying to seem like he was conciliatory. Like Mm -hmm. he was actually, I thought he was actually defending Jeb with that. He was saying like, you keep asking Jeb about everything, about what I'm saying. Why don't you ask him about what he thinks? Mm -hmm. And then Jeb's like, well, if you think you're being treated unfairly, he didn't say he was being treated unfairly. Like I, is this Jeb is just not good at that, and shouldn't try that. No, that's not. That's not what. And he, I thought I, I, thought Jeb had some moments last he night. Did, where he did. He, he did. It was his better debate. It Correct. was his
2: best debate to date. I think it was, it was his best. And, and there were some people on my Facebook page that disagreed with that. But I, I, I thought he was he was decent. Um, here's his weird. Here's Trump's weird internet plan where he's gonna he wants to close down parts of the internet. I don't know what the hell that. What does that mean? You're going to close down p- what part of the Internet? The sports section of it? Um, are you going to close down the news part of the Internet? Are you gonna, what, what part of the Internet do you close down in order to shut off all Islamic extremism? Right. I mean, his proposals seem
0: to be that he could just call Bill Gates and have him shut it down.
2: Yeah, he, it was like, he's going to call good people, brilliant people, <laughs> smart people mm-hmm. who can do these things. Well, what? What are they going to do? How do they shut down just Muslims? And not just Muslims, but Muslim extremists. How? Yeah, right. Anyway, here's uh, some of that.
3: If you're going to close the Internet, realize, America, what that entails. That entails getting rid of the First Amendment, okay? It's no small feat. If you are going to kill the families of terrorists, realize that there's something called the Geneva Convention we're going to have to pull out of. It would defy every norm that... Mm-hmm is america so when you ask yourself whoever you are that think you're going to support donald trump think do you believe in the constitution are you going to change the constitution
2: trump doesn't care listen to this
3: so they can kill us but we can't kill them That's what you're saying. And as far as the Internet is concerned, I'm I'm not talking about closing the Internet. I'm talking about parts of Syria, parts of Iraq, where ISIS is spotting it. Now, you could close it. What I like even better than that is getting our smartest and getting our best Mm -hmm. to infiltrate their Internet so that we know exactly where they're going, exactly where they're going to be. I like that better.
2: Is there an Islamic extremist Internet that I'm not
1: aware of?
3: I just can't imagine somebody booing. These are people that want to kill us, folks. And you're, you're objecting to us infiltrating their conversations? I don't think so. I don't think so. Senator Paul. Uh,
2: yes. Donald, this is going to surprise you. There are a lot of people who believe in the U.S. Constitution. There really are. And you can't just shut down parts of the Internet. You can't do that. Uh, the other thing is, you can't just kill Muslim extremist families. Uh, that... Uh, that creates some problems as well uh there's some issues with that, and that 's probably more along the lines of what the people were booing than the internet thing even i you know he's just gonna he's going kill the families of the of the terrorists. How do you accomplish that
0: for one thing how's that i mean show I, me what that looks like it's it's tough it 's like if you're saying that, like you're gonna go and hunt down a, an eight year old uh that's and kill them it 's one thing the other thing is if you if he what he 's trying to say is look if we have a chance to take out, uh, you know, the equivalent of Osama bin Laden and his families around him, well, sorry, you know what I mean. Like I think that's well, I, we're bombing the house anyway, and but it, that's not the impression I got. Because I, I, he's, he's not said, framing it that way.
2: He said they don't care about themselves, but you know what they do care about? They care about their families. So you're talking about okay.
0: So now you're just going to kill their family, like take them hostage and like they do, and like behead them on video. I,
2: yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that uh, works or what it looks like. But I'd like to hear the plan. I, but, but but this is called the Donald Trump, we have Trump way. A country, right, right. Okay. like it's called, it's we, it's have called a we have a country. It's, it's country. called management.
0: Yeah, we know that. That's what um, it's called. But it's like this is the Donald Trump. This is the Donald Trump plan, which is a he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know how he would do that or what it no. would look like, or he, he hasn't doesn't. thought about any of the details of it or anything. But what he does know. There is one thing that Donald Trump knows is that if he looks strong on it and he's out like we he knows the audience does not like terrorism. So if he's the one seen as toughest on terrorism, even if he's crossing every one of these constitutional lines Mm -hmm. and even if he's crossing every line of good sense and, and, and everything else, people will know that he's the toughest guy. Um, You know, so in theory, if if ISIS does attack again, they'll say, well, who was the toughest guy? It was Donald Trump. The specifics don't matter because people don't follow it closely enough for the specifics to matter. Yeah. I mean, that's embarrassing as a country, really. (laughs) It's called we have a country, but the country doesn't seem to be doing the things it's supposed to be doing. Um, That shouldn't work. I guess is the way to look at it. Now, there is an element of this just being press coverage. We talked about it on uh, 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 the radio show today. What was it? Fifty eight percent or fifty four percent of all press coverage in this campaign has been about Donald Trump. The second highest is is Jeb Bush at eight percent. I mean, Mm. when you have that, it's the second uh, largest um, uh, um, gap between um, media coverage and polling that 's ever been recorded in a primary, the second the only one that was ahead of it was Jesse Jackson when he ran in I think one thousand nine hundred and eighty four He mm. only had like eight percent of the vote, but he had thirty three percent of the of the coverage. Um, you know, Trump is averaging i think thirty two percent of the vote and has fifty four percent of the coverage um, that, and then of course that's you know 30s is I don't know, you know that 's because of a couple of really good polls lately he 's been lower than that most of the time he 's probably been the biggest gap for most of the campaign. You know, it's kind of amazing. The only other thing that you see is when there's, like, a clear front runner, where it's like Hillary Clinton has 72% of the coverage and Bernie Sanders has 20 Well, that's, you know, because she's so blatantly above everybody else in that campaign. She's already won the campaign. Mm-hmm. I mean, barring, you know, some massive thing. I mean, I can't even describe what the political thing would be for her to lose this this race. It's probably more likely that it would be, like, something like she finds out she's terribly ill and decides to, to stop on her own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of a, an actual political, like, if right now they came out and said, like, she's actually been robbing banks every, every Friday. She takes off from the campaign and goes and actually steals money Democrats from banks. would say so. They'd be like, so what? So These bankers are evil. That doesn't are, mean are she are can't evil. be president. Yeah. That's why we have the FDIC. Yeah. She should be the president. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think there's anything that would make them turn away from her at this point. I don't think so either.
2: Uh, this was kind of, this was a big surprise to me last night. Uh, Trump actually committed not to run an independent campaign.
3: Mr. Trump, my listeners tell me again and again they're worried that Hillary Clinton will win the White House because you run as an independent. Are you ready to reassure Republicans tonight that you will run as a Republican and abide by the decision of the Republicans? I really am. I'll be honest. I really am. I mean, people have been putting me to the test. I really am. I said,
1: why? Um,
3: Dr. Carson, excuse me. Did... Let me. Can I just? Oh, please. Say, I've gained great respect for the Republican leadership. I've gained great respect for many, and I'm going to even say all, I mean, in different forms for the people on the dais. No, in different forms. In different forms. But I have great respect for the people I've met through this process. I've never done this process before. I've never been a politician. A I mean, for the last this. six months, I've been mm-hmm. a politician. But I will tell you, uh, I am totally committed to the Republican Party. I feel very honored to be the front runner And... I think I'll do very well if I'm chosen. If I'm so, so fortunate to be chosen, I think I'll do very well. Polls have come out recently saying I would beat Hillary. I will do everything in my power to beat Hillary Clinton, I can promise
0: So it's interesting because, first of all, he's been, he used this shtick about 100 times during the debate last night. Uh, I've never done this before. I don't even know what I'm doing up here. I mean, I, I'm not a politician. I'm just learning this. I don't know what I'm doing, which is a weird thing. Like, that's new. I, I, I have not heard that from Trump often. Before. I think it's a way to say,
2: look, I've, I've never even done this, and yet I'm winning at this, too. Yeah, maybe. I, I win at everything I yeah. do, and I don't even have to practice at this. I just win. Yeah. That's what I do.
0: That's probably what it was. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was, uh, I, I find it interesting that people are looking at this like, wow, so he is not going to run as an independent. That's, that's great. It's like. He ha- signed a pledge mm-hmm. already saying that he would not sign- run as an independent. And then he would backed off of it a week later. Now he's back on the bandwagon saying he's not going to run as an independent. And then, it, from what I hear, I didn't actually see it, but I uh, had heard that he, in the post-interview, kind of backed off of it again. I mean, the, you can't trust the guy. Blatantly, he will do whatever he wants. Wait, he didn't back off this pledge? Yeah, in the post-interview. Uh, he's interview, already, he's already off of it? He's already hedging it. Oh my, oh, my God. You can't trust a word the guy says. Obviously, anybody who thinks you can is insane. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. and, and within, if Jeez. he, again, if someone gives him a reason, which a Donald Trump reason is defined as someone says something mildly not positive about him, I think, mm-hmm. as long as there's anything he can do to justify, well, I mean, I I was going to run, but then Jeb Bush said he didn't like me very much, so well, that was unfair, and now I'm going to run as an independent. It's all about whether he wants to do it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, if he thinks he can win or he actually does want to push it to Hillary, he'll do it. Yeah. Triple Eight727 back more patents too. Come
2: on. Wow. Can't believe he backed off of that pledge.
0: Oh, man. That
2: is staggering. <laughs> Is uh, Pat and Stu. I'm Pat. This is Stu. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. You can like us both on Facebook. Thumb up me, and you, it, I guess Stu just likes to be liked. He doesn't like yeah. to thumb up things. and I like you the know? thumbs. It's kind of weird. It's, sure it's kind of you, weird. But, but. Uh, but look for us on Facebook. We're the ones with the check marks by our name, and uh, that means it's the quality checked seal of approval. Yep. Something.
0: Uh, uh, it means that Facebook means. endorses everything. Endorses that we write. everything, uh, we write. which is kind of it's amazing. So and they send you money when you when you like us or something. By the way, and when you get a, a post <laughs> that you think, hey, that's a good post, I enjoyed it, share it with all your friends and annoy them. Because I mean, everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, like, everybody you ever known, people you don't even know. Like it, share it, send it comment, okay? Do all those things, because mm-hmm. that's how, well, I mean, selfishly, that's how people yeah. get to see the, the stuff. Right? Right. And I, I mean, as much as I like writing it for myself, I'd rather have people see it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So.
2: All right. And if I'm going to do this stupid thing, you know, as I finally decided to do, mm-hmm. it might as well be huge, Right. He, he, that's what I figured. Huge. Huge. Yep. Uh triple eight seven two seven back. Somebody who was huge last night was actually Ted Cruz in the Blaze Readers poll, as you might expect, because it's a Blaze poll. Uh Cruz at thirty-nine percent. He won the debate, according to our readers. Uh followed by Donald Trump at thirty-six percent. So people generally thought even our readers. Even the people who frequent the blaze thought Trump had a pretty good night. I didn't think he was that good.
0: Yeah, this is. I mean, again, like this is not a scientific poll. Obviously, it's just people who can. So they can go to any conservative site and anyone, any, any Trump supporter who wants to have him win internet polls, goes and sure. Um, But I will say um, uh, the other thing is, of course, Trump is one of the front runners. So. Like, you know, a candidate that starts, like when Fiorina was winning those debates early on, it was really impressive because she was coming from a point where she didn't have a lot of natural support. Mm -hmm. And then so, you know, you have people who don't consider her to be the candidate they like and saying she won the debate. That's something really noticeable. I mean, the fact that Cruz and Trump did well with this audience is not surprising.
2: So it was uh, Cruz, Trump, followed by Rand Paul, who I thought had a pretty good night last night. Uh, Rand was at 12% among Mm -hmm. uh, readers of the blaze. I, generally, I thought Rand had maybe his best debate. Uh, Rand was followed by Marco Rubio, who I didn't, did not like. Obviously, he's going after Cruz all night. Uh, misleading comments about Cruz. Uh, then Carson, who's quiet as usual, not exciting. Yeah. His delivery is bad. Uh, and I, it's weird. Something's off about him yeah. right
0: now. And then the moment of silence was awkward and that weird. That was really weird. Um, Appropriate. The, the, uh, one interesting thing about, Car- uh, Carson as well is, you know, they had, I saw one site broke down the speaking time with answers and rebuttals. So, you know, when y- you answer a question and, and if I say, uh, yeah, and Pat Gray's policies suck on immigration, Pat gets a chance then to do the up, rebuttal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's some of that back and forth that we've showed you from the clips. So they broke it down with those two. Carson had zero seconds of rebuttal. Nobody no one him. went after him. No one commented on anything he right. said. No one said, hey, wow. and that just that's a sign of a falling candidate. Wow. No one felt the need to take him on at all. Um, he didn't get anyone mentioning him in, 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 ha- in the debate to have a rebuttal, at least in a negative way. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, then you
2: have uh, Fiorina and Christy. Now, Christy, I thought, I had a good night. He yep. always does in a debate because he's just plain, he's a he's good speaker. Mm-hmm. He's just good, he's smart, he's he, confident. I mean,
0: his policies are just bad. Everybody, to me, everybody who likes Trump should just go to Christie because he's the same guy, yeah, really, right. except he's actually except, has a handle on the actual yeah. policies and knows what he's talking about. And he's, you know, he's sort of bombastic, mm-hmm. sort of in your face, we'll say whatever, you know, comes to mm-hmm. mind, moderate to liberal, really has all the, the qualities that Donald Trump has, except the celebrity. Yeah, I guess, except the celebrity, but I mean, we've known Chris Christie for a long time in in the political circles. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, you know, he's been been a big name. He's not like an unknown. So Christie only had 2% support from
2: Blaze Readers. Uh, Fiorina, the same, 2%. Now, I am so done with Carly Fiorina. Uh, Last night was the stake through the heart of any last vestige of interest I have in her. She was whiny. She was rude. She was uh, just she played the women card, which she she played is the there, sexist man. card. Yeah, I, I, like I hated it. I just did a terrible performance by her. And then Kasich, who just needs to go away. I mean, you know, I, mean, I kept really... talking about how Assad needs to go. No, not nearly so much as John Kasich needs to go. John Kasich needs
0: to go. I kind of blame Ohio at this point. I do, too. Uh, uh, they're starting to be can't. dead to me. <laughs> I don't understand how you could elect someone with, with hand gestures like that guy. And the what is the deal with the lower lip? Is it going to slide directly off his face? I don't know. Now, somebody told me
2: there was something wrong with him. Oh, uh, really? Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, and I, I, it's, it's not nice to get into, nor is it smart to get into, you know, uh, appearance characteristics, <laughs> especially when you look like us. Yes, we really shouldn't get it. But the them. lip thing is uh, driving me out of my mind. You, you notice things. Yeah. Uh, you do, and and the hand gestures.
0: It's you're right. Herky it's jerky and really over exaggerated. It's such mm-hmm. a, it's such a strange thing. It's so, so unnatural. He is a weird cat. But- He's a weird dude, and he's yeah. he, like he—he kind of like looks in weird directions as he speaks. Again, this is—I mean, if he—if the—if he was a great president with great policies, I would be more than happy to overlook all of these things. Sure. However, he's not. That's—that's uh, uh, that's a problematic. Really, the problematic part is that more than anything. He does. <laughs> yes. But I would, yes, would be Just the hand gestures would be probably enough for me. Right. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, someone should advise him. Mm-hmm. Stop the Stop hand it. gestures. There's no there's no Stop medical it. condition that causes you to make really exaggerated hand gestures that I know. of. I mean, I'm I'm no doctor. We can ask Ben Carson next time he's on. All right, we'll do. Do that. you know what John Kasich has with the hand gestures? Uh, that's my first question. <laughs> Is it a you, brain disorder Dr. that you, you can operate on? Because <laughs> well, I'm surprised there's not a uh, a advisor that says John, like you're just a little little too animated there. Mm-hmm. You know, their mm-hmm. hands are all over the place, like. Can you cut it down by twenty percent? Is that possible? Eighty percent, maybe. a hundred percent? Hundred percent would be good. How about how can you cut down your appearances at the debates by a hundred percent? Is that possible, John? Yes. You know, please just, just make it happen.
2: Just, Somebody, don't come anymore. Triple eight seven two seven. back, more patents too coming up.
3: <laughs>
2: do, do, do. <laughs>
0: Global warming uh, alarmist worth of salt tries to tie themselves to this 1988 James Hansen uh, congressional testimony, and they try to. You know, John Kerry just got caught in a lot, one of the lies of the year by the really? Washington Post, saying, "Oh uh, well, I was oh, big, yeah. I was very uh, integral in that uh, 1988 hearing, and, and I, along with Al Gore, uh, organized it." <laughs> yeah. no, it was no, nowhere no, no, near no, no. Near. Right. So uh, I'm always curious of this, though, because they try to use this as if it was a positive thing. When the hearing itself was really a disaster. Um, let me show you some of the predictions of James Hansen's career. We did this a while ago in Wonderful World we'll oh, do. Uh, let's start off with Hansen predictions one and two. James Hansen, prediction number one. Uh, he was up in that building. If you could look up there, you can see uh, his office. He looked across the street at this building, and he said the following. Across the street, there's going to be tape on all the windows because of high winds. Any evidence of tape? You see tape. Are we tapeless? We're tapeless. I'm going to go with prediction number one, fail. <laughs> Are you a wizard James Hansen prediction number two. okay we know about the tape in the windows but he also said that the trees in the median strip will change. Let's look. They seem like they're the same still. Prediction number 2 also failed.
2: <laughs> well, what were they going to change into? I don't know. Hamsters. They're going to become turtles or yeah. something. Turtles. I mean that is just really weird. Yeah, it's a strange prediction. In New York City, the trees will become turtles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Yeah.
2: No.
0: I mean happen. I guess maybe they I mean they change they have leaves at some parts of the year and not, I, I don't That's know. That's probably it. Which <laughs> it didn't happen. It didn't happen it didn't it didn't anyway. Happen. Uh, okay, next up uh, is handsome prediction number 3. All right, Hanson, prediction number three. We have to go back to the Seinfeld restaurant for this one because he said there's going to be so many droughts that restaurants would have signs on their doors that said water by request only uh, because there'd just be such a water shortage. Let's see what we have here. Uh, try our famous giant 22-ounce milkshake. Well, I assume you'd have to request that. I mean, does that, does that count? Uh, over here, we've got chicken and liver omelet. Did Seinfeld really eat here? Maybe it's just Maybe another restaurant has that sign. Let's go check another one. Alright, hold on, we got this. Uh, celebrate the new taste of Frogurt, America's first name in frozen yogurt. Well, that doesn't work. Hot apple cider, no, let's go Okay, they seem to be discounting wine. Half price off of all bottles of wine. That's that's not exactly the same thing. It's actually the opposite. Well, it, ooh, honey apple crisp. Everyday lunch special is only $7.25. No, no, no water by request. They seem to have water here too. Let's see what we have here. Mushroom and Parmesan cheese quiche. Uh, That you'd have to request. They have soup, beer special, but again, in fact, they even have soy milk. They've actually produced an entire new product that was barely even around back then. Even that's available by request. It's weird how the capitalist system works like that. But unfortunately, no water shortage. Number three, fail.
2: I will say they have a really annoying habit in New York mm-hmm. of not putting ice in the water, though. Like, they serve you warm <laughs> water. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Is there not enough water? Maybe this is right. There's not enough water to actually freeze it and put it in other water. Is that, that what
0: it is? No, I don't no? think that would okay. work at all. all right. that. Uh, next up, I, uh, I always like this one. Uh, <laughs> this one is a prediction about birds. <laughs> Excuse me? Do you know how long birds live? Like a bird, how long would that live? Do you get 20 years out of a bird? Five years? Four? Do you know how long birds live? 20 years? 22? Larry Bird's like 50-something. All right, that is a bird. But technically, Hansen prediction number four said the following. uh, The same birds won't be there. So on this one, I mean, I gotta assume that the birds that were alive in 1988 Probably did die by now, so I gotta give him a pass on this one. (laughs) We're fair when it when it comes down to it. We're pretty pretty fair. Fair. (laughs) What a weird
2: prediction. The same birds won't be here. (laughs) What? Now, of course, what he meant by that. He means like penguins will be because they'll be that (laughs) far south or something.
0: Right. Well, he was, yeah, the the birds that were uh, (laughs) typically lived in that region would Mm -hmm. have gone somewhere else because of the changing temperatures, which is, of course, not true at all. He could actually completely missed that one. But technically, like Bill the bird who Mm -hmm. was flying by his window, as he said, that probably is dead. But. You can't
2: really give <laughs> No, you All four are wrong, and there's more to come. <laughs> yeah. Uh, check do out. we have time? Yeah, last,
0: last uh, okay. prediction from James Hansen. All right, you're looking at James Hansen's window for the last time, I promise. This is prediction number five. He said the West Side Highway was going to be underwater which is tragic because there's obviously hundreds of cars driving on it right now i don't know if you can see it it's kind of dark but i can promise you looking at it from this is not a scientific view but a layman's view there's no water on the west side highway which means that james hansen got every single one of these predictions wrong was his case grossly understated no quite the opposite. In fact, you pick any kid in this park, and they would just randomly guess at these questions, and they definitely get more right than the world's greatest scientist, James Hansen. So, I ask you one more time, is the case for global warming grossly understated? You tell me. So there you have it. The story has been told yet again. Scientists that predict imminent doom are continually proven wrong over and over and over and over again. There's a lesson to be learned here somewhere. When someone tells you the sky is falling, a lot of things have probably fallen on their heads throughout their lives. Man,
2: that's so embarrassing. It is. It's embarrassing for this guy, yet... He's clearly not embarrassed.
0: No, he just keeps acting like uh, he's even more right than he uh, has ever been. And this is yeah. this is—it's sort of a Donald and we're Trump stupid approach. Stupid exactly. for even doubting him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, insane and dangerous for even doubting. It. Yeah. Wow. Love more of that testimony. I need to coming up uh, later on in the program. Uh, what else he missed? Some mm. more of his incredible predictions that have failed. Triple Eight Seven Twenty is the pokemon Back with more in a second. And Stu program, That's us uh on the uh, on the Blazor TV network. Also, uh, by the way, now on Verizon FIOS. Welcome to I, the team, Verizon. Uh watched it on my Verizon FIOS system nice. for the first time last night. How was it cool?
2: Spectacular. Hmm. Looks great yeah. on my big big screen there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, That's awesome. awesome. It's um, awesome.
0: Yeah, we really it's been a long time coming and we're really excited yeah. to have Verizon on uh, it board.
2: it's really great to just be able to, you know, turn on the TV. Go to the channel. There it is. Yeah. Very cool. It's just cool. nice. No hassles. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to have Roku or, you know, whatever. You just, I mean, Roku's fine. Yeah, it's great. I, I like it's it. Great. But it's convenient this way.
0: Um, yeah, it's a channel 112, which is interesting to you if you're on Verizon because you're already on channel 112. <laughs> and if you don't have Verizon, it's not necessarily important to you to, for us to be talking about it. Right. But there are, um, what,
2: 100 cable systems or more?
0: Yeah, something we are like on. that. Yeah, something like that. So really exciting. And I, cable you know, and satellite. Yeah. So, thank you. Welcome to the team. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not, not sure anything. what that means. Um, so, uh, the people, this is a segment entitled Government Waste, mm-hmm. which I am strongly opposed to that title. Uh, because uh, apparently, uh, our uh, people who put the uh, producers and put the show together uh, want you to believe that putting $10,000 to support the world premiere. Of an anti, uh, a play about anti gun lesbians is somehow wasteful. What? Oh my gosh. What
2: microaggression is that? Oh, thank you! Wow, what hatred. Hatred and microaggression
0: all rolled Mm -hmm. into one. That's wasteful. Is it wasteful to hear about the story um, of a Caucasian woman from rural Iowa and her African American girlfriend who are staunchly opposed to gun ownership? You're telling me that's a waste? A mere (laughs)
2: $10,000? Going to the world premiere of Cocked.
0: (laughs) That's the name of it, by the way. (laughs) Which works on multiple Uh, levels. On multiple levels. If you think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, When a family member arrives unexpectedly to stay in their Chicago condominium, their position corrodes as new discoveries surface as the line between safety and protection are blurred. How great is that? Mm -hmm. That it's a... Look at the
2: diversity here. Mm -hmm. A Caucasian woman... An African American woman. Mm. Okay, so you got the bi- it's interracial as well, and they're lesbians and they're
0: anti-gun. That, that is beautiful. It? I will say the plot kind of seems beautiful. like they got won over a little bit to the Second Amendment argument. Does it? I mean, listen, it's they, so they're staunchly anti-gun. Yeah. Then a family member arrives to stay in their condominium, but their position corrodes. Oh, boy. As new discoveries surface as the lines between safety and protection are blurred. Interesting. Maybe they wind up being, like, you know, gun-toting uh, lesbian couple at the end. And uh, there you go. Uh, even if it, by the way, is the best uh, pro-gun movie ever made, it's not. still, no. it's still $0 should go to it because yeah. it's a movie. Right. Or it's a play. Sorry. It's a play. Uh, and you don't give dollars, tax dollars to plays. There's that's, also... That's not a thing that you should pay with, pay for with tax dollars. Also, the, uh, the play about food stamps... Uh, why,
2: why do you need to play about food stamps? <laughs> and why should government money go to that? Uh, money went to a performance by a San Francisco drag queen. Uh, wow, That's, was it a good was it a good performance by I, the drag queen? I don't know. We need to ask Jeffy? Jeffy. Jeffy, oh, he's not here. <laughs> Struggling artists in San Francisco can look forward to a government subsidized housing through another grant from the agency. San Francisco Arts Commission received thirty five thousand dollars for affordable housing and sustainable communities. ...for San Francisco artists.
1: Mmm,
0: that's wonderful. That sounds really good. Um, wow. I have a, uh, maybe a slightly controversial proposal here. Okay. Um, the first thing that we should do as a society... ...and I mean, like, we've got al-Baghdadi in the crosshairs... ...and they go to President Obama and they say... ...hey, we got al-Baghdadi in the crosshairs, should we take this shot? Hold on, I need to defund the uh, National Endowment of the Arts first. <laughs> that, when you're done with that, you could take al-Baghdadi out. Uh, but really, that's the first thing we should do as a society... Art is something that people like. They like to do it. They mm-hmm. like to uh, They like to um, uh, consume it. Yeah. They will pay for it. People will pay people to be artists. You say, well, a lot of artists can't get paid. Then they're crappy artists. Okay? If the market doesn't like their art, then they won't get paid for it. However, an amazing thing is lots of people actually will do art for free. That's how much they like art. People enjoy art. Putting on plays. People enjoy making movies. People enjoy painting and music and all of these uh, wonderful pursuits. So, having a fund to give money to people to do that is not necessary in our society. It is not enough of a priority to take money out of things that could actually benefit society uh, uh, or out of anyone's pocketbook to go and pay for art. A play about le- anti gun lesbians is not a good idea. If it was a pair of Pro-gun, straight people, it also would be a bad idea. Because you don't take people's money to give to people to put plays on.
2: I'm not sure I understand what you're saying.
0: I thought I, I was you? fairly clear. Yeah, I thought...
2: So um, you, you like the government subsidies uh, to art? No. To the national... Uh, no, I'm not, talking about the national endowment. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You like that? Yeah,
0: no, never. Never another time. Uh, never, not one. But it's art. Never. No, it's, it's important to the culture. But the, this is what and that is the argument that we might, it is. Well, it's a part of the culture. The culture likes art already. Uh-huh. There's already a <laughs> lot of art uh-huh. that gets funded by people who willingly want to go. Every rich person that dies gives their fortune to giant buildings where art can happen. Art is not something you need to subsidize. There's plenty of it. In fact, if you think about it rationally, there's way too much of it. There's already a gigantic oversupply of art. In our culture, people, are, I, I went to uh, a, uh, a a building recently with my daughter who then painted a mug for my wife in a place where you can go. And I had to pay them to allow me to have my daughter paint on a mug. That's how popular art is in this world. It's not something you need to subsidize. When you need to subsidize something, it's because the market won't support it. It won't go. There's plenty of art. There's hundreds of millions of... Look at... the the Star Wars is going to make $2 billion. It's one movie. One movie is going to make $2 billion. People will go... The starving artist thing is real because people will go... And they will dedicate their lives to try to become artists in one way or another, whether it's an actor or a painter or a musician. And they will go do it because they love it. And, in fact, many people will go and pay people to teach them to be artists. There is no shortage of art in this country. None. We don't, we don't need to ever subsidize it ever again. All the money should go away. Then we take out Baghdadi. Then we move on uh, to no more advertising money being spent by the government. That needs to happen, too. So you're saying the government should fund only portraits? No. <laughs> no, Pat. Well, I don't. No.
2: I'm not. I, I'm not. Well,
0: well how, can we revisit understanding. this understanding in the break? Okay. You're, you're, you're almost right. there. Am I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is the position. I want them to only subsidize portraits. <laughs> that would be a really cool proposal. If Trump did it, the people, Trump people, would be like, "Oh, absolutely. Of course, we should fund portraits. No, no plays, but only portraits." They would actually defend that policy. Probably. Uh, um, I mean, Vincent van Gogh didn't even make money
2: uh, doing his art. And you know what? He survived. Well, for a time, he survived. But there were other issues going on there. Yeah. Um, But, you know, he didn't make any money from
0: his art. And uh, the world somehow survived. You can go to, what, any, like, home goods location and for, like, $7 buy a painting that somebody painted and could be put on your wall. There is Mm -hmm. no shortage of it people enjoy doing it (laughs) they do it's not about survival it's not a survival thing right right. like you could say well people also enjoy uh um food and uh we subsidize food yes that's about survival Uh, again i'm not even saying that you know a lot of the subsidies for food should be cut as well but when you're talking about getting people uh something that is Uh, you know, shelter, food, water, things that are uh, central to their survival, you can at least make an argument the government should be involved. When it's talking Mm -hmm. about a play, there is zero argument the federal government should ever be involved in a play in any way.
2: Right, but music concerts are okay. When you fund like a... Concert no. at Carnegie Hall or no. something that, that that'd be all no. right. Okay, yeah, maybe we should
0: get involved in that. We should maybe revisit this in the break because oh, okay. I think it's going to take all a little right. bit of time. Yeah, um, the president um, also has a an interesting um, uh, vacation schedule. He went to Hawaii. Uh, he uh, he took Air Force One, which costs two hundred and six thousand dollars an hour to run, um, he, and they're saying uh, <laughs> that it's being used like an Uber ride. <laughs> Um <laughs> uh, fly time alone, set, setting taxpayers back somewhere in the region of $3.5 million. Jeez. Again, a lot of uh, anti-gun lesbian plays could have been funded for that money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. for $3.5 million? Yeah. yeah, a decent amount. Um, some expenses, including the rent, are pra- paid for privately. The emergency personnel, daily expenses of Obama's security detail, are all publicly funded. Um, exact figures for the trip outside of Air Force One are hard mm. to obtain. According to Watchdog.com report of a 2014 trip, uh, uh, there was also an Air Force cargo plane to, b- to bring Obama's helicopter. So they, so they oh got gosh. one plane that brings him, another plane that Jeez. follows that holds a helicopter and a limo in case he wants to fly or drive around while he's there. That is unbelievable. Now look, I, again, we never criticize the security um, spending. You got to keep the guy safe. But really, you don't need to necessarily go to Hawaii. You know, I mean, I understand that he was born there, but come on.
2: You don't. And if you're going to, pay for the whole thing. Yeah. We, we don't yeah. need to pay for your vacation. Okay, I mean we pay for a lot of stuff, which means that you have, you should have money to do whatever you want on occasions like this. Mm-hmm. Save your
0: money, go to Hawaii on you. You're welcome. Triple eight seven two seven back. I think we can, it, uh, we could pay for uh, thousands of Obama vacations and hundreds of thousands of plays. Uh, about uh, anti-gun lesbians, if mm-hmm. we would uh, just bail on the whole global warming nonsense that we're going through. No, but we can't do that. Um, no, we can't do that because it's the biggest anti-gun. threat. Um, known to man. Uh, known to man. Now, I don't know if people in you know, I don't know, San Bernardino, California, mm-hmm. would necessarily agree with that statement. Uh, but the president <clears> still seems, seems to be. Uh, how many people it. died in that. 14. 14 people died. Okay, you know
2: how many people die from global warming? Zero. Billions zero. every year. Billions and don't give me people just zero. Drop dead from heat. The number,
0: heat. the correct number is zero. Nobody dies from global warming. No one <laughs> dies from a 0. 0.9 <laughs> degrees temperature rise over a century. Nobody does. Nobody does. Zero people do. I mean, like, well, there was a storm and that killed some people. Yeah, there, there were storms before that. In fact, much. In fact, we've actually. Uh, extreme weather kills uh-huh. 98% less people now than it did like 60 years ago. 98%. Okay, but what about the pollutant CO2, which is uh, toxic? Uh, it's, well, it's, waste. first of all, it's not toxic a Toxic waste that kills uh, people. It's not a dead. pollutant. Kills but, them dead. And it does not kill people dead. Um, Ask the EPA if it's pollutant or not. I know. Well, they've Ask been them. very clear about that. Yeah, they have. Hopefully, uh, we can get a precedent into that will um, you know. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, my gosh. That will reverse all those executive orders and such. Ugh. We'll see. Uh, we mentioned James Hansen before and kind of showed some of his predictions. He made those predictions, by the way, to uh, an author in 1988 as, as they were sitting in their office. Their office was right above the... Um, restaurant featured in Seinfeld throughout the entire series where they went, the coffee shop. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, just kind of a, a background on that, which was kind of interesting. He made those things and pointed at specific buildings, and we went to those specific buildings. If you missed that uh, last hour, you can go back and, and watch the segment. But the testimony itself in 1988 was the big global warming. Um, it's kind of like the start of the movement. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to tie themselves to that event. Uh, and that's one of the events where they you know, specifically turned off the air conditioning so it seemed hot in the room, is one of the lo- lo- long-lasting stories of that, um, because they wanted people to believe that global warming was a real problem. Um, and John Kerry recently tried to tie himself to that event, even though he had no tie to it, um, and was called out for that by the Washington Post. But the interesting thing is people praise this as, like, here's the moment where James Hansen, this NASA scientist, stepped up and said global warming's a real problem. He was a pioneer. So instead of just saying that testimony was this groundbreaking thing, what if we went back and actually looked at what he predicted? Because he said a lot of things that were going to happen. Let's watch and and see. These are the actual predictions of what Hanson said would happen and what actually wound up happening. Watch. In 1988, both Rihanna and global warming panic were in their infancy. Since then, both have piqued the interest of teenagers and scared the hell out of parents. But while Rihanna was still in the crib, Al Gore's favorite scientist, NASA's James Hansen, was in front of Congress, giving testimony that sparked the global warming movement. Hansen laid out three scenarios for what could happen with temperatures in the future. Scenario A, a worst-case scenario, where the world completely ignores his fantastic advice and keeps burning fossil fuels. Scenario B, a slightly less apocalyptic version of doom. And Scenario C, his best-case scenario, with the least amount of warming. So how accurate was he? Let's add the actual temperatures and see. As you can tell, there was less warming than even his best-case scenario. Hansen was wrong. Spectacularly wrong. And he was wrong in the exact way that skeptical scientists said he would be wrong. But there's more to the story. Hansen's best case, Scenario C, was only supposed to happen if the entire world listened to him. People had to stop driving their SUVs, buy solar panels, and implement some sort of global version of cap and trade that achieved a drastic reduction in carbon dioxide emissions. Instead, the opposite happened. Emissions drastically increase even faster than Hansen predicted in any of his scenarios. I know all this is sort of mind-numbing, but think about it. If Hansen was right, the temperature should have been higher than his highest prediction. Instead, it was lower than his lowest. He literally could not have been more wrong than he was, yet here we are listening to the exact same person who got it so wrong so long ago. In the future, Maybe we'll stop hearing so much of gore and Hanson and their blabbing. And instead, hopefully see a lot more of Rihanna. Yep, yeah, you know Ah, all right. Uh, man crates. I'm telling you about man crates. Why? Because the holidays are here. And man crates is the best place to go and get uh, the presents that you need for the guy in your life. You got a dad. You got a brother. You got a friend. You got a husband. Whatever you got man crates has it now man crates uh this one i I like for jeffy purposes because jeffy you'll notice a lot of times we'll drop food on the floor and he'll eat it but he really does uh like food and uh this is uh this is the um exotic jerky uh this is not necessarily the the best gift if your man happens to be a vegetarian but if your man happens to be a jeffy this is perfect uh it comes in these great crates all sorts of different kinds of snacks one of the things I really like about men crates is they usually will stick, no matter what the the crate is, there's usually some sort of food product in it. And it's like a cool food product that you might not have ever seen in a store before, but they find the really cool products, and, and you get tons of them to try out. Uh, all sorts of great gifts, no matter what your uh, guy likes. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, beer or whiskey or video games or... Uh, Sriracha is another one they have. Uh, I know they have the zombie survival kit, all sorts of sports stuff in there, golf, baseball, basketball, football, everything. Uh, each crate ships with the crowbar, and prying them open is really fun, and it's fun to watch somebody try to pry them open because it's entertaining. Go to mancrates.com slash blaze right now for 10% off your order. If we're really close to Christmas. You better go do this. mancrates.com slash blaze. Go there now.
2: You know what we're getting that dang, dang, dangerously close to? Oh, no, what? The Holy War. Coming up on Saturday that I know you've been excited about. Well, ISIS Holy has War. been, they've no. been going into. BYU-Utah, Saturday. Uh, I believe it's 1.30, uh, perhaps 2.30 Central. Is that the, uh, that's the B- BYU Utah the bowl? Deep, the royal purple. What, what royal. <laughs> it's, so, it's cute that you would, you know, pretend like you didn't know. It was the royal purple Las Vegas bowl. That was cute. Because everybody knows, you know, the biggest bowl game of the year. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the name of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's the holy war. The uh, holy war uh,
0: happening in Sin City.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. <laughs> Which it's is kind an of interesting. An interesting right? location.
0: Can, uh, yeah, can any of the BYU players do anything after? Like yeah, they just have know. to stay inside their hotel yeah, rooms yes. after the game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> can't even play cards in
2: the hotel room. No, that's kind of verboten. too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no wonder they have a tough time recruiting sometimes. You know, I know. You, <laughs> it's shocking. He's, I know. He's it's stunning. Uh, but they can. Here's what they can do, and I think they recruit this way. When you're in your hotel room waiting for the bowl game to start, <laughs> you may listen to the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And wow. Uh, sometimes the team itself will actually provide the CD that you can listen to. You know, if you all gather in one place, they're not going to hand out each to each. No, for, of course not. You know, 80 different guys. So what's your up. prediction for the game? Uh, BYU 97, Utah. I think. You've done nothing? Nothing. 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 97 to nothing. They did exactly. If you're what they right, deserve. we could make nothing. a lot of money off of that. <laughs> yes, uh, yes prediction. Sure. Yeah. I I would say uh, I'm going to say uh, BYU
0: 31 Utah 17. So you think they're going to handle them easily?
2: Yeah, I do. I do think they're going to. Uh,
0: Even with their third string quarterback, are they still in their third or second string guy?
2: BYU? Yeah. Yeah, second
0: second, second string guy. Freshman. And are uh, very excited about this. Very excited. This is all I Pat cares about. Well, that and Star Wars, because I'm, I'm I'm in the Star Wars thing. I'm
2: actually uh, I'm pretty excited I'm pretty about, it. but I don't get to see Star Wars till next Tuesday. You're seeing it like this soon, yeah, right? This weekend, this weekend. Mm-hmm. so that'll be great. Yeah, I'm kind of pumped up about it. I, I,
0: I also feel like in in this
2: era, Are you of... taking Zach
0: is no, he no. old enough? He's not. No, okay. he's four. All right. He's I, he's only been to one movie, which was the Charlie Brown movie.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. And which so, I did. did he
0: pay attention, or or was I, he running around my, the theater? I was not there. Um, oh. uh, my wife took him, but uh, I, I heard he was with her boyfriend. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I heard that he was uh, the boyfriend, not the boyfriend, my son. No. Oh, okay. Um, was was into it, but not like is kind of as thrilled to be into it as she expected like it wasn't like oh, like this amazing gigantic screen you know you'd never seen anything like it so you'd think like he would be com- and he it was, was just not more like in awe. he didn't like laugh hysterically at the little dumb jokes where yeah snoopy got hit in the face with something um so uh but you know that's kind of a big moment your first movie yeah you know um but yeah he's nowhere near star like i i, I not I don't go too crazy. Like, you know, Jeffy shows his kids at, like, five years of, like, hardcore pornography. And and that's not really the way I've gone. The Exorcist. Yeah, The Exorcist was the first movie um, one of his kids ever saw was The Exorcist, uh, which is a little strange. Um, (laughs) Now, I mean, he is very much like, you know you know, look, yeah, they're going to see it anyway, you know, I mean, he doesn't actually show them hardcore pornography, but he, he's, he'll he'll go, let them watch what they want to watch, essentially. Um, you know, I don't know, I kind of feel within like...
2: Within reason, I, you know, PG-13, Within 13, reason. Within right? reason. Um, I mean, I don't know that he lets them watch R-rated movies, does he? I have or no idea. Who
0: Jeffy. knows with him? It's Jeffy. Yeah. I mean, I would... I, it, uh, triple X? He only goes <laughs> to double X, if that's a thing. <laughs> it's not. Um, but uh, I like him the opposite. Like, I, I feel like Again, it's the same thing with with the art with the National Endowment of the Arts. There's plenty of of desire in a kid's life to watch TV. Yeah, like you don't need to teach them that. Yeah. You don't need to get them excited about going to the movies. They're gonna like the movies because movies are awesome. Yeah. So like, I kind of feel like oh will like, ease them into that. You know, like it, you know, what do you really want? That's to, really smart. I don't know. I kind of feels great. like a because yeah, there's so many that's really great. those other things. He, there's a shorter window on him. He's yeah. always going to want to watch TV. I know. I'm his dad, and I want to watch TV all the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the things like he wants to, uh, you know, sit there and color and play, uh, you know, which number is bigger uh, for 45 consecutive minutes, that goes away pretty quick. Yeah. My
2: son is, is kind of doing that with his kids, and they're you know, my oldest. Uh, I think I don't think they're allowing them to watch too many things because we had them over for like a – You know, a little Christmas adventure last Mm -hmm. week, our our grandkids. And they're six and three. And we showed him uh, that night. I was really excited. My wife and I were really excited to show him. We're just going to lay in our bedroom, all snuggle up on the bed, and watch uh, Scrooge. A Christmas Carol, with the the Jim Carrey one. Mm -hmm. Scared the hell out of him. We had to turn it off. Really? Yeah, exactly. That's a pretty dark version not, of that. It is a little dark, and yeah. maybe we should have gone with the Muppet version, uh, which we considered. <laughs> yes. Which we considered. How old? That, that, no, I like the. I like the Jim Carrey. He's six, and he. Didn't he? Like, yeah. Can we turn this off? He <laughs> had to you say it like five times. On the fifth time, Christmas. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's
0: yeah, just right. turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, you'll be okay. Well, there was a uh, uh, Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a thousand versions <laughs> of a Christmas Carol, and there was one I think it was Mickey Mouse related. Um, maybe it was Donald Duck related. Um, and Donald Duck went through when there was like different ghosts or something. And, and one of the ghosts, the, the last ghost is pretty freaking scary. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like in the cloak and it's like right. dark and there's I lightning think that is and the thunder. Version. Um, yeah. And uh, I could tell he was like. And I will say. I was like, uh, hey, look at over there. And then fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, play. Oh, wow. You didn't understand the story at all. Didn't make any sense, did it? <laughs> oh, well, at least it's happy. <laughs> that's, that's my trick. It's like, hey, look at your plate for a that. minute. Bloop, 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 bloop.
2: Uh, yeah, and in the Jim Carrey version of A Christmas Carol, the ghost of... I don't think we got there because he was too scared before this. But the ghost of Christmas present, have you ever seen the movie? Mm-hmm. It, he, it's pretty like scary because he collapses and turns into a skeleton and sort of blows away, and he's laughing the whole time. And it's, uh, that's a pretty intense scene.
0: I remember kids. thinking when I went to watch because I went to watch it when it came out. Was it 2009 or something? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, but I do, I, when I, I saw it in theaters, thinking, oh, here's a nice little Christmas thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking out of it going, like, that was dark. Like, I would, yeah, I, that was, would, I don't it, remember it is. thinking it, that it, would, I would. forgot how yeah.
2: intense it yeah. is. Oops. It's intense. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Black Students of Emory are demanding protection from microaggressions, uh, bias, and oppression. And uh, it's about time. A group that calls itself Black Students of Emory is demanding reform at Emory University through a published list of grievances. Uh, The social app app, uh, Yik Yak is mentioned specifically in that grievance as one of the means by which most of the hate speech is transmitted.
0: What the hell is Yik Yak?
2: I've never heard of it. Uh, It allows users to anonymously post and view discussions. Uh, say whatever you want, apparently, within a five-mile radius. But instead of just ignoring the often stupid and completely anonymous post, or better, deleting totally voluntary app from their smartphones, <laughs> the uh, black students of Emory want the app maker to apply a geofence around the school's zip code. Are you freaking kidding me? I. Oh, what the hell? This is all part of the enabled society that we are these kids are growing up in they're they're uh they're entitled they're entitled to not have any offense be directed toward them they're entitled not to see anything that makes them upset or uncomfortable they're entitled to all of these things and uh somebody's got to tell them no you're not sit down and shut up uh or don't go to school Mm -hmm. if you can't handle this then you can't handle the real world so you might as well get the hell out right now and just go, uh, you know, crawl into a corner in your bedroom and stay there. Don't tempt them. Uh, wow. They will do it. If the demands on the 13-item list weren't addressed in a timely manner, the black student group threatened nonviolent actions and a promise to escalate actions until their demands are met. Now they, they want an app. It has nothing to do with the school. <laughs> they want an app to put a geofence around their school. Who's? Go-
0: you're, you're going to find, I think, that you're going to be gravely disappointed on this This one, This I is hope. the question I always have, because I think the way I've always looked at this, and global warming is one of the things actually changing my mind on this particular thing, but it's the way I've always looked at this is a per- person does this in college, mm-hmm. uh, and oh my gosh, they better understand what they're doing, because when they get out in the real world, this isn't going to happen. No one's making geofences for them. Yeah. And their lives are going to suffer because everything is going to be shocking and horrible to them because they've been so babied their entire lives. Yeah. Um, However,. I'm starting to, to, starting to change, evolve though. on that position. Yeah, me too. In the idea that, like, global warming is a great example of it. My old position mm-hmm. on global warming was, uh, well, look, you know, they can say whatever they want and feel as environmental as they want. The bottom line is oil is uh, is going to cost less, and it's going to make people uh, be able to feed themselves across the world, so people mm-hmm. are going to use it. Oil and coal are going to wind up working for a really long time. Uh, and, you know, the idea that eventually... Um, when all of the models are wrong on the predicting the temperatures, people will come around to the position of, okay, that was obviously BS. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've, I've evolved that position to kind of understand that it's sort of a, that, like, perception equals reality thing. The people who have come up in this culture now only know that culture, and eventually they grow into the people who run the culture. So, like, they don't get the reality check of, of the real world because... The people in the real world are them. Yeah. And they're designing the society and they start to. So there's a period of time where the old ancient people have their rules about actually, you know, having a responsibility in your life. But as that goes, that stuff just starts to fade away. And the people who've been baby their whole lives have all the, the jobs and management because everyone else is retired. And then those people are saying, you know what? We should take 60% of our profits and give it to James Hansen so he can yell at people who make coal. You know what I mean? Like, it winds up becoming sensible because Mm. their entire uh, upbringing has been surrounded by nonsense like this. No one should be able to say anything Mm. that offends you. You should have a geofence. You need a safe position. Well, then you go into the companies. They're running the company, and then they've got safe spots throughout their freaking buildings so people can hide from negative comments.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. So, what do they want? They want Emory University to recognize traumatic events that black students experience. They want the bias incident reporting that Emory University has not been efficient at because uh, they've not thoroughly tended to the concerns. Wait, so they
0: have it, but it's not efficient efficient enough. Okay,
2: Okay, due to the systematic oppression faced by black students throughout the world, uh, they need psychological services that cater to their unique them, psychological I will give them needs. that one. Yeah, okay. I will give them that one. Yes. They demand that the faculty <sighs> evaluations that each student is required to complete for each of their professors include at least two open-ended questions like, has this professor made any microaggressions toward you? And the other one is, do you think that this professor fits into the vision, Emory University being a community
0: of care for all individuals of racial, gender, ability, and class identities? And that one is the type of thing that like, just crap. creates an incentive for professors to not challenge their students. Because exactly. if they do challenge their students, then they're going to get fired.
2: They're going to get fired. Uh, number five, due to the historic and current systematic socioeconomic oppression of black persons in America... They demand Emory institutionalize an academic support system. Uh, They demand black students and student staff, faculty of color should be consulted when making any diversity initiative. Black staff, faculty, and administrators who advise black organizations should receive an increase in their financial compensation or salaries. Uh, Wait, so raises for black people based on the fact that they're black? Yes. That's what that one says. Yes. And job security for black faculty and administrators. Uh, They demand there's fair trial with a jury consisting of faculty, staff, and administrators that may be for any black person suspended or expelled. And you skipped administrators of color. So it it has to actually be,
0: you can't be judged by a white man,
2: essentially. Holy cow. An increase, they demand an increase in the amount of black and Latino full-time tenure-track professors to 10% by the uh, year 2017. Uh, they demand Emory Information Technology Services formally request that Yik Yak install the geofence, of course, covering the zip code 30322 in order to protect the students.
0: Well, wait, wait, what would be the point of, of having a geofence?
2: <laughs> yeah, why don't you just delete yeah, the just freaking delete,
0: app? Just delete the app. What? I'm totally getting on Yik Yak today, though, by the way. I want to see what this is all about. It's
2: unbelievable. (laughs) They also demand that there's two more. There's 13 demands. We're only at 12. We demand that there be a student-led GED program or opening Emory classes to black workers at Emory, and they demand... That Emory create a general education requirement for courses that explore issues significantly affecting people of color. This course should be implemented in the fall of 2016. Don't they already have I mean, they already have those. So the, the black studies, the African <laughs> studies, all of that kind of crap. They want more. Embar- <laughs> it's just embarrassing. Oh, my It's gosh. embarrassing. Heaven help us all.
0: 888 727 back is all. the phone number. We're back in Oof. just a moment here on the Patents 2 program what is it it's a show right yeah it's a it's show or program show? are we a show or a program or a show group uh who's the show group guy remember a radio guy with show group? Yeah, the other ones don't know who was.
2: 727 Beck, It's Pat and Stew. Uh, okay, so is this after the debate last night? This clip we're about to see. I think so. Uh, I think it's right after the clip, and uh, right yeah, it was thing. last night after the debate.
0: And this show is uh, still on the Chris Matthews. Apparently, I didn't show.
2: I didn't know it was, but apparently it is. But Chris Matthews. Kind of amazing. Uh, still on NBC, MSNBC, MSNBC, MSNBC. MSNBC is still on as well. The network. The whole the thing's network still on? is apparently still on the air. Still broadcasting garbage. Incredible, uh, like this because Chris Matthews uh, got Trump on the show, and here's what happened.
1: Is Donald Trump honest when he says that Barack Obama isn't a legitimate president? So I knew I mean, you were that's a ask good you question, question. question because it's, I didn't it's say you question. couldn't.
3: I didn't say you couldn't. I knew you, you got, can't stop it because you know I should. Stop I God. should really no. I can't. Uh, I should not tell you this, but I do watch you a lot. So I knew you were going to ask that question. Well, because the United States. And you know what I'll say? I don't talk about that anymore. You know the problem? Oh, you, oh you get the, answer question, the questions you like. By the way, this That'd guy, this guy is a total professional. I have to tell you. So okay, okay. Here's the story. I don't answer because you know what? If I do answer it, that's all people want to talk about. Well, you're so, have so I never to answer. It's General
1: over. election. You're going to have to answer it in a oh, general over. election. Uh, well, you're going to take the Oval Office. Then I'll answer. The president leaving the office is illegitimate.
3: But I don't answer that question because once I answer the question, they don't want to talk about the economy. They no, don't want to over. talk about
1: all the other. Have, you, you know, you, we Catholics believe in confession. You, you say you were wrong and you move on. Okay. You uh, really believe this guy's an illegitimate the president. Question. I don't want to answer the question.
3: Did you have a good time? Was it a good
1: interview? What, this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want you for a longer time. But thank you, uh, Mr. Trump. We'll do it again. Mr. I would Trump, love to. Mr. I, Trump, uh, I do think that's a blemish. On, I think it's your original No, I know sin. how you feel. I think because I I'm an American, I, I think our president should be respected. I understand. I understand. And I, I think there's I a little ethnic aspect to it. I don't like it. No, he's African American, and we're saying he's not a real president. I don't shut like that. Down. It's not a good thing about you. All right. But, yeah, there, we'll but just, you're a mixed bag. We'll just keep quiet. I am allowed it. to say you're a mixed bag. I understand. Thank you. Have a good Thank, time. you Thank you for coming over here. Thank you. Thank you, man. Take care of yourself.
3: Okay.
2: He's such a douchebag, he just made me root for Trump. That's how big a douchebag. Well, he's in the douche hall of fame. And he is in the douche hall of fame, so I guess it makes sense. But Chris Matthews.
0: It, what a turd. Come I on. No, I don't have as hey, big again, a problem. There's a racial
2: component
0: to that. Yeah. Shut up. That's stupid. Uh, Shut up. He's been saying that forever. Uh, that's pathetic. But, oh, can, can we, pathetic. is there a world in which a politician no. would not have to answer that question? No. Why does Donald Trump get out of it? Oh, I don't want to talk know. about that. Wait, What? What do you mean you don't want to talk about it? You stood up in front of the entire country for a year, by the way, and said that our president wasn't the president. He's lying. He's constitutionally ineligible. Well, I'm sending uh, investigators to Hawaii to find the real answers. You made this into a big deal. And now that you're running for president, you all of a sudden get to avoid it. I mean, he absolutely, of course, he's going to have to answer it in the general election. Of course, it's going to kill him when it comes to the general election time. Um, but he I just like for some reason thinks he can just go, well, I don't want to talk about that. Well, I'm sorry. You're you, the one that brought it up. If you really want to pin him down
2: on this issue, what you could do is. Uh, all right. You believe this about Barack Obama, who everybody says is born in Hawaii, but you think he was born in Kenya to an American mother. We have somebody running against you right now, who we know for a fact was born in Canada. Mm-hmm. And Why it, aren't you yeah. pushing that agenda?
0: And by the way, that'd be uh, a great he, question. Very early on, question. did tease that, as he did say, "I don't know." I mean, he was born in Canada, and then he then he later on said, "Of course, the guy never backs down." I want to make sure that's clear. As I say that he's telling you multiple mm-hmm. stories of him backing down, I want to make sure you understand he never, never backs, backs down. down. Never backs down. Uh, but he said, uh, and then he backed off of the Cruz thing um, because I guess he wound up liking Cruz or whatever. Cruz was nice to him, so he backed off of that. Yeah. And now, But, I mean, it's just so ridiculous to be able to come on in front of an audience like that and, and, and say over and over again, no, nah, I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about it. It's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. Like, you don't get to determine... Uh, what questions are asked? And I guess he didn't. I mean, he didn't mm-hmm. just sit there and just awkwardly sit there. If, if you think that's going to fly with a with general election crowd, I, I, I... It's not.
2: That's what they were telling him. Yeah. But what a douchebag, Chris Matthews.
0: Oh, says. and that's, t- of course, I true. You've got to go a long way. You've got to be a
2: pretty bad person to make me root for Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> 888-727 back. eight 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 seven two beck Also, we have some uh, Google Street
0: scenes. Apparently, they're a little bit weird. Zero sure, is entertaining. Unusual. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know the Google car drives around and its cameras are on, so to get the Google Street uh, images, and sometimes weird things get caught in them, such as well, like that is such weird as one. this one, uh, uh, <laughs> the unicycle being followed
2: by a, a monkey, monkey, uh, <laughs> you know, a some other kind of weird cycle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's that is called. really weird. That is really weird. All uh-huh. right, uh, what else do we have? There's just a uh, a random two people. Fighting with golf clubs. I've heard. Now I will say this. I've heard that people find out that the Google car is driving around and they just so they pose weird in weird stuff. things. Well, that one looks posed to me. Yeah, it does. And his foot is a. Uh, I don't know what's going on uh, with his I foot. Think the outfit is too big for him. Yeah, a little too big. uh But let's look at their again. Like this is not. <laughs> See, these are set up. Yeah. Yeah, these are these set are up. Definitely set up. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of funny, anyway. I yeah, mean, yeah, it is. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't
1: think, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, again, like set up
0: <laughs> It's a very. Uh, there's a low likelihood mm-hmm. that people were running around with flippers chasing each other. I'd in the say the very streets. low mm-hmm. likelihood. Mm-hmm. Then there's this another uh, sword fight. This one could be legitimate.
2: It could be. It could be people who. You know, dress up in like a uh, Renaissance yeah, festival or right. something. Uh, that wouldn't be Renaissance, perhaps, but you <laughs> get a guy with a horse head sitting there eating <laughs> a banana. A ta- at
0: a table that's inexplicably set up at the side of the table, <laughs> by the side of the road. Okay. Weird. And then, yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, guy with a lava. Guy with a lava, that could be totally legitimate. That could be. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, I believe that one's real. Uh, next up is, well, you got a little hot tub by the side of the road. No. Nice. Are those, are those inflatable people? I don't
2: know. I With an inflatable are. hot tub, perhaps?
0: Yeah, because it doesn't look like... Look at the person uh, yeah. on the, uh, laying down sunning themselves. It does yeah. not look like a real body. That, none of those are real. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Very weird. Okay. Uh, well,
2: I mean, look... been riding a little Shetland pony. Sometimes you're going to have to ride a little Shetland pony. I mean, you need to get around somehow. That happened to me three times last week alone. Yeah. Your, your Shetland pony is... Yeah, it's adorable. He's ti- but he's tired now. <laughs> yeah, really tired because you ride it a lot. Right. Uh, and then we have uh, this. Is that an ostrich looking into somebody's car? That it does could look be, like an ostrich. It could be just a. Uh, you know, that's one of those drive-through zoos. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I went to one
0: of these fairly recently, uh, like a drive-through safari. We
2: have a nice one here,
0: right? Yeah, it's, is that it, the one you went to? Yeah, I think so. Is All it right. good? Yeah, they like the giraffe. You could feed the giraffe from your car and yeah, stuff. That's, that's, kind that's kind of fun. cool. Yeah. My kids liked it a lot. Um, And you got the guy with the horse head now in another
2: location, which is kind of weird. All right. And uh, these two doing who knows
0: what. Hanging out on (laughs) a kayak. But that's probably they just got out of the water and brought their kayak over there. And then they're just chilling. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like that guy saw the Google car and then decided (laughs) to flash the Google car. (laughs) He seems really excited about it. Yeah, he is. As he's he's mowing his
2: lawn. Into it. Uh, Then you have uh, this scene from...
0: uh, Shrek? Shrek. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just somebody taking a picture, obviously. Um, Is that Wayne and Garth? Oh, Wayne's... Okay. (laughs) It does
2: look like Wayne and Garth. It does. And... A skeleton. (laughs) All right. guy dressed as a skeleton riding around
0: his little mobile wheelchair (laughs) type of thing. Um, This is an issue. When you have a bunch of sheep in the road. Now, see, that's not set up. That's that's what happens. That that does happen. Sheep do sometimes get in the road. But a guy standing in a motorcycle helmet on the side of the road for no reason with his arms folded, not typical. No.
2: Kind of weird. Uh, then you get somebody's <laughs> house TP'd. That also can happen. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that one's And uh, probably does. Yeah. All right. Cool. 888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. beck is more patents, too. That is uh, inevitable.
0: Sadly. We can do it.
3: We just keep coming back.
0: after commercials every time.
3: Oh,
2: Stu, uh, now, people are saying if early fan reaction and reviews are any indication, the new Star Wars movie will be the first movie of all time to go over the $3 billion mark. Okay, the inflation adjusted, I believe, the uh, largest movie of all time is Avatar, $2.8 billion. So Star Wars would then become the biggest movie. Wouldn't that be great if Star Wars replaced the horrible Avatar? Oh. What a
0: terrible movie that was. Yeah. What a waste. So bad. I the, only two, the only movies to ever go over $2 billion, and I don't think this, in, this includes uh, inflation adjusting, but uh, are James Cameron's Avatar and Titanic. Um he sucks and should not have the two top yeah. movies of all time.
2: Inflation adjusted, Star Wars is number two, actually, at two point four. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh if you, go, dollars. if you go real dollars, it's it's just the two.
0: And they're both James Cameron. I will say Titanic was actually a good movie. It was pretty good. Um, although mm-hmm. it was, you know, obviously like parodied to death and was really long and had its mm-hmm. issues, it was still like a good movie. Avatar is actually just a bad movie. It's just not good. Yes it is. It's just actually a terrible movie. How oh, that movie is the biggest movie of all time I, I, I have no I idea. don't get it. I've never understood that. I, I think because the technology was so amazing there's so many stories about how amazing the technology was and stuff at the time. It got such an unbelievable press. Do you It still has no legs. Like, does anyone... Mm -hmm. Like, people watch Star Wars over and over and over and over. Even Titanic. People were going 20 and 30 and 40 times in the theater. I don't remember that at all with Avatar. No way. You know, like, no one talks about it as a great movie. Mm -mm. No one... Like, I don't know. I don't understand it. Avatar's a really weird one. And
2: it's not just because it's James Cameron. Because... Titanic yeah. was yeah, well, you know, like you said, I that was
0: a world real I,
2: phenomenon. I remember Titanic opening at about 20 million, and then it stayed there every week. Yeah. week after week after week after week, that thing was making 20, 25 million. And it lasted, it seemed like forever at the box, and it kind of did because it initially made what 600 and some million just in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. 650 or something, and then obviously, uh, it surpassed two billion worldwide. Uh here's one simple trick apparently that makes the Star Wars pre- prequels way more watchable. When you're rewatching episodes 1, 2, and 3 where the uh, tedious parts are only made better by two things being snarky or a shocking reveal that the subtext subtext could be that like you just make up things right. about the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like Padme and Anakin uh you were married, right? If you just yeah. decide in your mind that Padme and Obi-Wan Kenobi had an affair, it makes the whole thing more believable. <laughs> really? Yeah, cuz then the transition hmm. that, that that Anakin makes where he hates so much that he can kill the younglings
0: in like seconds. It makes he's more like sense. goes from a nice guy to I'm yes. going to kill a bunch of four-year-olds <laughs> yes. in 10 seconds.
2: He goes from like 10 minutes earlier saying that Obi-Wan's like a father to me to I hate Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's always held me back. What? What? And then you're ready to kill him when he arrives on the planet, and you think that they were cheating. So if you just decide that, yes they were cheating, the whole thing makes more sense. <laughs> so like he found out, you found out, but do. they
0: didn't show it on the screen. Is that? <laughs> yes, I guess you have to. I guess you have to kind of go there. Wow, yeah. a, it's an interesting stretch there.
2: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But, but. there you go. That's All what right. HitFlix says you should do. Do
0: it. Do it. It If Netflix says it, do. do it. Do it.
1: Everything they say, just do it.